Hello, this is Minute 9 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I'm Joel Torres, your host, and with me is Spencer Seams. Oh, uh, hello, I didn't see you there. And Sarah Roberts. Hi. So, this minute starts with Josh looking in the fridge. We still don't see his face at the very beginning of the moment. And it ends with getting off the couch and entering into the dining room because we hear Mel yelling for the kids at that point. Mel being Cher's father. Not Mel Cowan from Dick Van Dyke Show? Definitely not, no. It's not Richard Deacon? Not that guy, not uh, He's not a bad else. guy, he's a great 60s character actor. No, he is never heard of him. So Josh is, like we said, he's got his head in his in the fridge, and we finally reveal that it is Paul Rudd and not, uh, who do you say was Nick Nolte? Yeah, Nick Nolte, Sexist Man and Alive, 1992. Nick Nolte's head on Paul Rudd's body. <laughs> Well, that, that, that sort of world, that's too much sexiness in one man. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's There's been a lot of talk about how Paul Rudd doesn't age and he, he looks exactly the same, but... Uh, I think he looks younger on this. Oh, definitely. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, he, he does have quite a baby face, especially compared to, like, the way he looks in Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd yeah. say in the 90s, he definitely looks like a young buck. And now he's uh, a graceful middle-aged man. He hit that slide in his 30s, and he's just been riding it ever since. Yeah. I wish I could ride that slide. Paul Rudd's such a dreamboat. <laughs> he's he's always, like, charming and funny in this. Like, it makes every movie he's in better. I went through my movie collection not that long ago, and out of all the actors, he's represented the most like in my <laughs> movie collection. <laughs> Because he's done so many different good things. Yeah, I think we had like nine. Yeah, it was it was more than other movies. And we don't even have that many DVDs anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. just we we just gotta get them, gotta catch them all. Pokemon, I remember that. What? So if you were to freeze frame Paul Rudd as he finally turns around and faces slightly towards the camera, I think you could tell a lot about what his character is supposed to be about just by the way he's dressed. Mm-hmm. You know, you're complaining about the long sleeve shirt. On top of that, he's wearing a T-shirt that says Amnesty International right yeah. on it. Like, so oh he's yeah, supposed to be represent. like a college liberal type dude, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Is he in college in in Seattle or just like he's dressed very Pacific Northwesty? I think that's what they were saying. That was definitely a style. <laughs> wait, wait, uh, so. Is this supposed to be like a clash of like Valley Girl versus Grunge style thing between them? I maybe, yeah. I mean, I I think that was uh, something that everyone was seeing like at that time. That there were people dressed super trendy with these, you know, fluffy bags or whatever. Um, <laughs> and then there were people wearing flannels. And it was kind of like you were grunge or you mm-hmm. were something else. Preppy. I don't know. <laughs> something. Yeah, grungy or, or prep or or a homie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, my people wear a lot of flannels. What can I say about that? <laughs> <laughs> so carrots on the counter. Gigantic container of carrots. Uh, Josh is drinking OJ straight. Oh, is he drinking it straight out of the bottle, isn't he? Yes. That's a crime. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he bought it. Maybe he his doesn't backstory- even live there. <laughs> maybe his backstory was 
he bought some OJ because he didn't want scurvy. So he got some OJ so he could have some vitamin C. And then he saw his uh, stepsister and was like, yo, stupid valley girl, what's up? <laughs> That's all you need to know. Yeah. Very hands on with her. But, you know, it, it's they have like such a brother and sister type relationship at like just mm-hmm. from watching this minute, if you ask me, because the way they're like bickering at each other but mm-hmm. they're also kind of goofy and then they go into the the tv room whatever yeah. it is the lounge and, and they're, they're just they're just very snugly like, next to each other exactly there's no yeah. there's no room no room for a holy spirit there no <laughs> it's, it's totally no. like a <laughs> this is something we do this is normal for us relationship were they raised together no uh, yeah i don't think so at all i think that they might have interacted a little bit but i don't i don't think they really lived together i mean there must have been i I feel like there must have been some point especially with how attached josh is to Mm -hmm. her dad yeah so josh is the child from the stepmom's previous uh, previous marriage marriage. marriage. okay i don't hope (laughs) so like is he supposed to be like 21 or like early 20s or sure like and she's supposed to be like sixteen or whatever. I was thinking like nineteen, and she's like seventeen. But I, I mean, is there a point where he's like drinking or something like that? I think he might be twenty-one. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, not to spoil anything later in the movie, but I think that he's in his mid to late twenties in real life in that movie. So who knows? This movie kind of does a bad job of. Well, it doesn't stand. It does like the cliche jokey thing of. Oh, these teenagers all look like they're 25, a little bit. <laughs> uh, Dion, uh, what's a, what, what's the actress? <laughs> she, was, she was, like, in, definitely in her late 20s. After they move over to the couch, start watching the TV, we get some clips of some Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Some classic there. So, clearly, uh, that's what Cher likes, because she's this, you know, the airhead valley girl. And mm-hmm. then the cool college kid's like, no, if you don't know what's going on in the world, it's not worth knowing, am I right? In terms on CNN, and they talk about Bosnia or something. And she's like, this is boring, or whatever. Inf- infantry tr- here, training with machine guns. Um, something, something. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Some sort of conflict that has nothing to do with the movie. Yeah, and it's... she has a great line of calling him a couch commando. Yeah, she's uh, using <laughs> she... all this 90s slang. She called him the 90s equivalent of an SJW. <laughs> Tell me that part about Kenny G again. Yeah. She also refers to him as Kato, doesn't she? Oh, yeah. It's like a Kato Kalen thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't oh, sure. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, I was like five when OJ thing happened. Listen, I just know that that Bronco thing interrupted some cartoon I was watching. I was very upset. <laughs> Let's talk about other Alicia Silverstone films. I don't we. What would you say your favorite other than Clueless is? Either of you. I can only think of Batman and Robin now. Wow. Forever. Yeah, Batman and Robin. Yeah, that's Batman and Robin. Alicia Silverstone movies. I think of this, Blast from the Past. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the one where she's trying to seduce some older dude? The Babysitter... Yeah. Then uh, the crush. Nah, those are all. <laughs> and yeah, both of those are kind of like that. Three and... Aerosmith videos. 
That you made me watch. <laughs> For context. Uh, one of them was partially shot in our hometown. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we want the girl from the Aerosmith videos. That's how she, that's how she, that's got, how she got the casting for this. Oh, yeah. cool. oh cool. And I'm going through her thing and I like, I've only seen Batman Robin and Beauty Shop and Clueless and that's, that's it. Sounds like we need to start doing an Alicia Silverstone podcast where we watch all her movies and talk about them. Woo-hoo! Eh, I got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, I like the three. Uh, Clueless is the best one. Well, Clueless is like a legitimately good movie, at least I, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. I think most people that we talk to seem to feel that way about it. Yeah. I used to like Blast from the Past a lot, but I would be afraid to watch it now. As I am with most most Brendan Fraser movies. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know. Oh no! No. I said that's the right opinion. To have Brendan Fraser movies because they're usually not good. No, they usually aren't. I remember seeing the Mummy when I was eight and being like, "This." I remember that first movie I didn't like. Being like, "I should like this, but it's just stupid." <laughs> <laughs> Eight-year-old critic slams the mummy. <laughs> Give him a uh, run for LCJ or LCJ a run for his money. They used all these things that could have been so much fun for a kid to watch, and they ruined it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You notice how much artwork that they have in that house in uh, to go back to Clueless. Mm-hmm. It's like a crazy amount of just like paintings, obviously, but there's like. Uh, there's a bust of some head at some point. There's like a statuette next to it. There's mm-hmm. a weird like globe slash like metal frame arrow thing that's on mm-hmm. the desk. It's it's like just random artwork all over the place. Like, well, if you if got that money, you gotta spend it, yo. I guess they went crazy. Whoever set designed, they they just went like, no, no, let's go wild. <laughs> let's make it seem like this guy is a billionaire and never explain it at any point, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I definitely like this movie better than Fast Times. Isn't she the same writer-director that did that? Yeah, Amy Heckerman? Yeah. Something like that. I've never seen Fast Times. Oh, um, it's, it's worth one watch, I think. <laughs> it has yeah. its moments. You get young Sean... Penn? Not, not Sean Combs. Yeah. Say Sean Combs. Sean Puffy Combs. <laughs> you get young Sean Penn before he's a douchebag. And a domestic abuser. Right. Mm. We think we think before then. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I have to check the records here. And he's playing a, like a weird stoner, so it's like, Sean Penn's in the comedy? This is just off. Like, watching it now, this is kind of odd. He was in that comedy, uh, Sweet and Low Down. Have you ever seen that? The Woody Allen movie? Um, no. Oh my gosh, I love that movie. It's a really movie. good movie. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've really seen good. Manhattan, and I was like, this is enough Woody Allen for me. <laughs> really? You don't like Woody Allen? I like Man- Manhattan, Manhattan is pretty... but it's, it's kind of creepy a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's a different time, and it was, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, especially nowadays. It's, it's <laughs> like, it, oh yeah, he just likes those younger girls, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't see Pulse over Broadway, because that's... I think the last movie with my favorite actor, 
Donald Pleasance. That was the last movie he was in? It's one of his last. I think oh, right. it's yeah, toward, way towards the end. I have never seen Bullets over Broadway. Does Michael Myers try to kill him? I, I don't know. Mm. I hope not. Yeah. He was a I British would, treasure. And that would be a twist. No, Mike Myers is too busy making uh, Austin Powers. What if Austin Powers died? Okay, we're not going off on a tangent here. <laughs> I think we're done with this minute at this point. You want to plug your uh, podcast and web website uh, articles again, sir? Right for one called Cinema Knife Fight, where I review old TV shows from the 50s and 60s. They're horror and science fiction. This month's, well, last month's, whatever, was Johnny Soko and Flying Robo. A weird Japanese action show from the 60s. It's really fun and goofy. Yeah, good articles. Oh, yeah. yeah and with the rhymes with nerdy stuff? Yes, this seems interesting. Where I take look at old, weird, this weird history stuff that isn't uh, that famous. That should be. You know, I did one on the first female czar, Tsar uh, Peter Great's older sister that ruled before Peter Great in Russia. Sophia, stuff like that. So, we're tracking down. Fun stuff. Good stuff. Sarah, you want to plug, like, your, uh, your design page or anything like that? Uh, I'm an artist, and um, I have a Facebook page called Sarah Roberts Designs. I mainly just do um, watercolor, printmaking, and uh, some textile work. But anyway, check it out if you feel like it. Absolutely. And we are both uh, co-hosts. Uh, one of the three, uh, two of the three co-hosts on the Please Don't Send Me an Outer Space podcast. Uh, please check it out if you like science fiction or fantasy <coughs> movies. Spencer is uh, going to be on this show because we threatened him and he uh, <laughs> that's he doesn't have a choice, basically. But, oh uh, no! Yes, look how upset he is. That's at no. facebook.com slash pdsmios. And, uh, yeah, new episodes every week. Every Monday. Every Monday, if I remember to put <laughs> it on there. So that's enough for this minute. That was Minute 9. Join us tomorrow when we cover Minute 10 of Clueless. Uh, thanks for joining us. I, uh, he didn't really tell me how to end these things. <laughs> so thank you, Spencer. Oh, uh, you're welcome, I guess. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sarah. Welcome. We'll see you tomorrow for minute 10 of Clueless. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted. Executive produced and hosted by Joel Torres with my guests Spencer Seams and Sarah Roberts. Follow us on Facebook at As If The Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram, As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.